I'm Tina Arnold. And I'm Johnny Arnold. And this is Above the Below. We um, changed the show up because we wanted to bring y'all something positive and add a little bit of light instead of having so much negativity out there. You know, there's a slew of negativity and darkness already out there on the internet and we just wanted to have this little corner where you could come to and know that you're gonna leave not feeling heavy and weighed down uh we wanted to if if you guys have watched or listened to our other podcast uh suspect paranormal um it really just didn't feel right from the beginning so we wanted to take the opposite uh, route and actually promote good things and hopefully motivate and inspire people. Um, we're on our own journeys, and we want to share those journeys with you guys. And hopefully, um, you know, it hopefully motivate you and inspire you to take your own journey in a positive path. And, uh, and it's not just about that. We're, we want to discuss pretty much everything, um, that we're into, like, and really a lot of the important stuff like faith, family, um, work. We don't want to be limited to. Yeah. We don't want to be limited to just one thing. And it really is, a kind of like a, um, video or an audio version of like a personal journal for both of us. Right. And we're not saying that there's anything wrong with listening to the true crime stuff uh, or the paranormal things that are out there. You know, we both will still watch that and listen to that. Mm -hmm. It's just that when you're having to be the one to deliver it, you're researching it all week long, you aren't really coming up for air very much. And it starts to really take a toll. Right. Um, And so we just wanted to be different right you know there's already that's already out there and there are so many great channels and shows that you can already go and listen to or watch about that but we are people that need peace (laughs) right and so we we can't keep it up it wasn't sustainable because it was dragging us down oh yeah especially the last story that we had on suspect paranormal that was just that kind of drew the line for me yeah um we do a lot of traveling uh to state parks and we (laughs) do a lot of hiking and you know we try to take the kids to the park as much as possible and we try to take them to like different places and you know explore different places and That'll be fun to incorporate into this show. Absolutely. And um, so that's that's where we're at. And, you know, for me, my own personal journey is, um, if you notice, I got the sunglasses on. Um, one of my biggest things is self-image. And uh, because I was in a car accident and it cut part of my eyelid off and uh, kind of, to me, I don't know, people... Some people say they don't ever notice it, but I notice it like really big time. And uh, I guess I got a kind of a distorted self-image. Um, 
it doesn't help that there are creeps out there that will use that to get at him because they don't like me. <laughs> I, I mean, I've never, I haven't seen anybody do that. Oh, I, I've seen them come at you because they're oh. trying to get to me. Oh. It's the same handful of people. All right. Um, but most of the time, if someone says anything or they notice, they think that you have a black eye. Yeah. That's like the most common question is how did he get a black eye? Right. They think I hit you. Um, but I mean, besides that, I mean, I mean, I got a lot of flaws that, that just drive me insane. And that's just like one of them out of a million. And I'm sure everybody else does too, or most people. And, you know, I'm trying to come to terms with that. And, uh, for this podcast, the camera is set like right up on me. So it, it drives me even more insane. So I don't, I don't want to be up close and have that exposed. No, so. I think you're gorgeous. Well, thank you, honey. I think you're gorgeous too. Thank um, you. And another thing is, you know, with there being so many bad things in this world and so much being promoted out there and just the way, I don't know, the world seems really dark. And so, I don't know, I've, I've been kind of convicted myself. Um, and I've been kind of, uh, I've started praying a lot more. And, Me too. And it's I don't so know. funny that we started doing that at the same time without either one of us knowing the other was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I think the darkness and all the things that are going on has kind of strengthened my faith, uh, a, a lot more than what it used to be. Um, and I think age also has something to do with that and just, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's, it seems to me like a lot of the things that are going on that, is, is really starting to happen now, you know, it, it was really prophesized in the Bible and, and it's, people will deny it and deny it and deny it and deny it, but it's, they're scared. it's right there in front of your face and, or ignorant to it, yeah. which I'm not saying that to be mean, but you know, a lot of people don't know the Bible. Right. And, and you see it on a daily. I mean, if, if, if there's something that you think, you know, if you really question or if you don't believe or whatever, then all you have to do is just look it up and, uh, or look in the Bible. And if you don't understand the Bible, then look it up and then you can find explanations for a lot of the stuff. Yeah. It'll actually interpret, uh, a lot of the modern problems that we have and that had been prophesied. So. Um, what you it's got? Got you shaking, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay. Um. So I was saved as a child a long time ago. Um, but through the years of growing up, my teenage years, my adolescence, my young adult years, um, I always questioned my salvation, just because we all sin, we all backslide, we all, you know are imperfect beings. And so I would constantly ask God for reassurance of my salvation. Um, and then I was baptized when I was younger, but I did not really know what that meant. 
you know, I was doing it because everybody else was doing it and I thought it looked cool. Um, but then as an adult, Johnny and I got baptized together and we both knew what that meant. But now even still, like just the thought of seeing things that are, um, what's the word prophesized mm-hmm. biblically, um, coming to fruition right in front of our faces. It's still scary. Even knowing that I am saved, I know that there's going to come a day where I have to sit in front of God and, and give an account of everything I've ever done. (laughs) And it, it freaks me out. And then there's always this voice in the back of my head that says, you said the words, but, did he really answer? Did he really listen? Are you really saved? Right. You know, there's always that voice of doubt in the back of my head and I can't help it. And I don't know why it's there and I don't know how to overcome it. So the thought of the rapture is bittersweet to me, which is what, you know, the, the prophecies are leading up to inevitably yep. is the, the rapture. The thought of that is bittersweet to think about it for me because it is both Beautiful and terrifying at the same time because I want to go. I want to be in heaven with with God and I want to be in the place where they promise no sickness, no, no um, sadness, no pain, you know, no fighting to pay bills anymore. (laughs) None of that stuff, you know, none of the darkness that we see every day. There's no hatred. There's no fighting with your neighbors. There's no trash guy throwing boxes in the street and running over them. There's nothing bad <clears throat> in heaven. So, of course, I want to go. I want to be saved. I want to know that my salvation is 100% secure. Um, But there's just always that voice in the back of my head that says, mm, mm, you, you have you really held up your end of the bargain there, Tina? And that makes me scared. But my, my thing, um, I guess growing up was more of, uh, I had a really hard time just believing, Uh, like, you know, and I did as a teenager, I went in and out of it. Yeah. And, um, then there were times where I believed, but it, it just felt like, uh, you know, He'd forsaken you. Yeah. Yep. Went there too. <laughs> Been and, there too. And, and I guess that that's actually kind of the stage that I'm coming out of now. Um, Good. I'm trying to, you know, accept that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I, I'm a big, firm believer in that. And I, th- and I think that maybe not everything is, maybe it's not destined, but I think that, God puts things in order, if that makes sense. Like, for example, uh, if you're looking for a new career change, then he's going to put, give you the opportunity to have that career change. And um, if you put the work in and go for it, then that's what you're going to get. Um, and that and that's what I consider a blessing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not a Bible scholar by any means, by any means. No. 
Um, We're the people that have to Google everything. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I don't think I've ever even actually read the entire thing, to be honest. But um, I have the Bible on audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Well, I'm sure I've, I've gone through it, like, in church and, and stuff, yeah, but I've pieces. never sat down and, yeah, in pieces and jumbled up. and. We know. went through the whole Bible with um, Pastor Stan at North Henry. So, I mean, we have heard the whole Bible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But even there, it was still, it wasn't like an order. It was, right. you know, well, yeah. the sermon about this, the sermon about this, the sermon about this. And, but I've never gone from page one all the way to the end, you know, and read it. But I will say, this is a good time for me to plug the most amazing church we've ever been to. And Johnny and I have been in and out of church since we were kids. Mm-hmm. So we've been to all different kinds of churches and there is only one church that we both agree on that is amazing they are welcoming it does not matter who you are what your walk is your relationship where you're at with that it does not matter your background they are going to welcome you in with open arms and make you feel at home and that is north henry baptist church in stockbridge georgia oh yeah if you ever ever have the chance to go visit there go visit and don't only stay for a Sunday sermon, go on Wednesday night for Pastor Stan's class. So it's, it's just like she was saying, like we've been in and out of church uh, since we were kids. And I don't know, I've had, with the exception of North Henry, every single one of them has been a negative experience. And uh, especially the last one. The last one just kind of drew the line. I feel like when we were at North Henry... We were on a really good track. You know, we we were walking a really great path. Our lives were really coming together. Um, we felt more positive about everything. I really feel like when we left North Henry because of our move, things started to just kind of spiral. Yeah. And we kind of lost our way again. I was hoping with the last church that we went to that it was going to get kind of back to that, but it never did. No. There's just nobody like that congregation and that leadership. I actually felt very, like, betrayed and... Not by North Henry. No, no, no. The last church. Yeah, the last church. I felt very betrayed and uh, outcasted. Um, I don't know. Which has been our general experience with every other church we've been to. Absolutely. The pastor was nothing, was about nothing but money. But all of that aside, um, I do want to say, I don't feel like God has ever left me. Um, If anything, I turn my back to him because I don't want to face what I'm doing that I know is wrong. Um, And so I'll try to silence him. (laughs) And then being me, being me, I'll be like, hey, where'd you go? (laughs) So, but something that... um, Something that he always does to, like, let me know that he is, he's still there, <clears throat> excuse me, is put people in my path yep. Um, to bring me back to that aha moment where I'm like, I know what that is. I know that that's God putting that person in my path. And if you are a Christian, you will understand when I say 
you know when God's telling you something, when he's telling you to do something, or he's saying, hey, you know, I need you to go here, I need you to do this. Um, It just automatically clicks that this is what's happening. I actually prayed for this podcast. I was like, I knew what we were doing with Suspect Paranormal just wasn't right. I could feel it. It it actually, from the very beginning, it just gave me like this off-put, like sick feeling. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, well, it, it is what it is. And I kept praying. I was like, this this just isn't right. I knew it wasn't right. And I kept praying and I kept praying. And I was like, please, please give me something that give me an idea show me what it is that we're supposed to be putting out there and this is it and and i actually have like i haven't felt this strongly about something in a very long long time um and i mean like emotionally spiritually like physically everything it's aligning it's a what it's aligning oh yeah yep yep so Definitely, it, it's um, this definitely feels a lot better, and a lot. I don't know. This, this just seems right. That's it feels right. Yeah. But we we got a lot to talk about tonight. Well, and and, and I, that was just off the. Wall. That leads me into one of the subjects that I wanted to talk about tonight. We were at Sam's Club not mm-hmm. long ago, um, and it was dark it was raining it was freezing cold and I we walked out and Johnny was ahead of me and there was a older gentleman in front of me and he was asking one of the people who brings the groceries out and puts them in your car when you're waiting um if he would help him get his groceries to his car and the man that was working at Sam's Club just kind of brushed him off and was like, nah, man, I can't do that. I'm, I'm, I got to go wait for other orders to come in so I can deliver them. And that is one of those moments where I knew God had put me there at that time to hear that man needing help. And this man pretty much just telling him, nah, go figure it out yourself. And Johnny and I were both there at the same time. I didn't even see him until you said something. I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. I was just going. I, if I had been by myself, probably would not have felt comfortable following that man to his car to help him. I would have wanted to, but I'm really paranoid about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I went to Johnny and whispered to him, hey, this man is saying he needs help. Will you go help him? And Johnny immediately turned around and went to talk to that man and ask him um, if he needed help and if he minded if Johnny would help. And what did he say to you? He told me, well, you don't work here. (laughs) I was like, no, but I don't mind helping. And so he told Johnny, all right, well, I'm over here. And we walked with him to his car and a whole conversation ensued in the parking lot. And the man could talk freezing cold (laughs) weather but it was nice because i like when we get to meet people in that way 
and they're kind and they just need somebody to talk to and somebody to hear them. Mm-hmm. And he was telling us about his business. He ha- has a website called Exile Chess, E-X-I-L-E Chess.com. And they make custom chess pieces and chess boards. Mm-hmm. And like he was, he was trying to tell us that we needed to play chess with our kids if we didn't already do that, which we used to, but we've gotten away from it. Um, but he was telling us we needed to, and we needed to do it because it would help strengthen our minds mm-hmm. and and keep them young longer. And during this whole thing, after I got his truck loaded, he had um, purchased an ice cream. <laughs> and he was like, you want this for helping me uh, out? And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. But I, I told him, I'm sorry, he can't accept that because Johnny's diabetic. <laughs> And he was like, well, I like ice cream. I'll keep it. (laughs) (laughs) He was a very, very sweet man. So if anybody out there is into chess or looking to get into chess or just wants to know more about it, please go visit his website. Um, I love to send business to kind people that really deserve it. And so if if y'all are out there and you, you are into chess, go check it out. Oh yeah, I when we get the funds, I plan on getting something from him. Yeah, he had a really really cool. I used to love playing chess. I just haven't done it in years. Yeah, I don't even know why we got away from it. I guess just life. We got busy, and you know, we had two more kids, and yeah, yeah. things just got hectic really quick. Yeah, I don't think I've played since. Not well, I've played on like the phone and stuff, yeah. but since then, but. Um, I don't think I've actually played played since. Um, I think we stopped playing. Clara and Mary were right. little. I, well, I think that we stopped playing when Catherine started walking. Yeah. And you know we had to put your chess pieces away and stuff, and but they just never came back out. I used to be like really obsessed with like yeah. chess pieces and like well chess sets really like always wanted the nice like wooden ones with the crystal. Chess yeah. pieces and you know. <laughs> I just I still think they're beautiful. I think they're even if you don't play, they're still like really beautiful mm-hmm. decorative pieces, you know, for a house. And it looks like you're smart. <laughs> Johnny Arnold. What else you want to talk about? Um, well, there is um a page on TikTok that I follow. And I I just think I love seeing when people do things for other people without feeling like they're obligated to do it or, you know, they're being paid to do it. Um, so I scroll different social medias all the time looking for this stuff. And one of the pages that I follow is called the blessing boys Mm -hmm. and they are a lawn company that goes around finding overgrown yards And they go and take care of the yards. They cut them down. They trim them up. They shape everything up for free. Oh, that's cool. And a lot of times it's elderly or disabled people that just cannot get out there and do it themselves. Right. And the people are so grateful. You know, a lot of them, they're moved to tears. They're, you know, they're first 
reaction usually is, I can't pay you. What are you doing? Why, why are you cutting my yard? But when they learn that they're doing it for free, it's a really emotional experience to go through with them because, you know, nobody wants their yard taken their house over. But if you can't get out there and you can't do it and you don't have family that will come and help you, you can't afford it. You're on a fixed income. What these guys are doing, it really is a blessing. Oh, so yeah. their name is very fitting. And it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's good ASMR videos if you're wanting to relax at night. <laughs> Watching them go around, it's very satisfying to watch <clears throat> the yards come into order. So go um, check those out, those videos out if you're on TikTok. There was a guy that I follow in... I can't remember what his name is, though. but what he does, he's he's a really big Christian guy, and um, what he does is he goes around and he'll see, he'll like try to find people that he thinks it really needs money, and he'll go up to them and give them like I don't know, like a thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, whatever. Wow! And uh, he does that for TikTok and does it for videos but and everybody was like giving him a hard time like saying well you're just doing it for views or whatever but the man behind the scenes actually gives out bibles and anybody that follows him or whatever or if he meets them and he'll give he'll give them the information to get a bible mm-hmm. and uh he'll pick and choose whoever gets the bible and He'll send the Bible out, and when they open it up, it's got, like, money inside of it. Oh. He'll send, like, 500 or or 1000 or whatever, and, uh, you know, just to help people out. And he doesn't promote that on his, like, TikTok accounts. Yeah. So what happens is that he'll do it, a video of somebody receiving their Bible, opening it up, and then opening, you know, and then finding the money. That's and, really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, I, I, I have a lot of respect for people like that. You know, if you've got the money and you're doing good, and what does it matter if you're doing it? Because you got to live too, so you're still making profit. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, But you're going out and you're actually helping people with the money that you're receiving. Well, here's my view on that. Um, Okay, so people are saying he's doing it for views, for more views on TikTok. Well... The money that he brings in from the views on TikTok, he's turning around and giving that back to right. people that need it. So it doesn't matter if he's doing it for more views. He's helping people with those views. Right. And he that's that's his goal is to help more people. Yeah. He's got to bring the money in somehow. So At it some does, point, you just can't listen to haters. Right. You it, just have to say, whatever. I, I mean, <laughs> honestly, think about it. it. A lot of the people that are hating on people like this, and I'm sure they end up, they do it with the, what are they called? The long guys? Long, the Blessing Boys. The Blessing Boys. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, if they did it to them too. Um, you know, it it's just because people are so jealous and they don't think of, like, good things to do you for the world. You could have stopped it. They don't think. Well, <laughs> they don't think about other people. That's That's the problem. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. You got to make a living. 
the man is making a living and he's doing something really, really good for the community. So, yeah. Well, talking about doing something good for somebody. That brings me to my next point that I was going to talk about. The Stanley Company. Oh, yeah. Y'all, I was so taken aback, not in a bad way, but just shocked that a company would do this. So there was a girl whose car caught on fire, and the only thing that survived in her car was her Stanley Cup. And when she took it out, now her car around the Stanley Cup was burned up, and the Stanley Cup had a little bit of, like, markings on it stuff you could tell it had been in the car but it wasn't damaged and there was still ice in her cup (laughs) okay so we got to be clear about this it the stanley cup that she's talking about is not the award cup that you get for hockey this is (laughs) this is uh it's the the stanley mug yeah the mugs the mug that keeps your drinks cold or warm or whatever um that is the Stanley Cup for hockey, right? I think I don't know. Oh, whatever sport it is, I know there's a Stanley Cup. We're not sports people. Yeah. He likes baseball and football. Yeah, that's it. But I don't know what on season. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> um. So the the CEO of Stanley saw the video and he made his own video. He duetted her video and he said he could not imagine a better advertisement to the quality of his company's product than her video. And because they felt so bad for her, but they were so happy that their cup had survived the fire, he told her that they were going to replace her car. Sweet. He said, this will be the first and only time that we ever do this. Because <laughs> then you sure would have... Nobody went to go set right. their cars Everybody on fire. Be... He said, but we're going to replace your car for you. And I thought that was just wonderful. That is a testament to the kind of company that that is. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you definitely don't get that from corporations no. very often. That's that's a rare, rare, rare thing. Yeah. So I wanted to bring attention to that just because I've never seen that before. Oh, yeah. Me either. <laughs> so the last thing that I have is um, a movie suggestion. It's The Encounter, and it's on, is it Tubi? Is it? T-U-B-I, I mean, is that how it's pronounced? I, I think so. Tubi. All right, that's what I call the tube. Or you could man. call it Tubby. I don't know. It's on T-U-B-I. I call it Tubi. I, I have no idea what it's actually called. I, w- I would think that's what it is. Or Tubby. Um, <laughs> or Tubby. <laughs> when you say Tubby, I think of like Tubby. <laughs> <laughs> or Teletubby. <laughs> So the movie is, it follows a group of people in different seasons of their lives. Um, everybody, like everybody's at a different point in their life. I remember this. A movie. different point in their faith. Um, they're having their own hardships in life. And they find themselves on the same road at the same time on the same evening. Um, and there's a bad storm. And they need to get into shelter because the road is closed. They can't get through. And so they go into this diner in the middle of nowhere. And they meet Jesus, who is the server at the diner. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just is about, like, 
everybody's coming to terms with the fact that they're sitting in front front of Jesus in this diner. Um, and it's just a really good, uplifting, heartfelt movie that'll make you think. And I would just suggest everybody go watch it. There's two parts, or there's two, not two parts, but there's, excuse me, there's the encounter, and then there's the encounter, part two, Paradise Lost, and then if you go to their website, which I'm not exactly sure, maybe it's the encounterthemovie.com, but if you just go to Google and type in the encounter the movie, the website will come up, and they have a whole series with three seasons. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. I, just I, I, I remember the movies. I didn't know that they had a series, though. Is yeah. it on Pure Flix or something? Or on just on their website? Um, I don't know if it's on Pure Flix. I'll have to go look. But it's on the website for sure. And I'm pretty sure that movie's on Pure Flix. I think that it might be on Prime. Oh. Pretty sure it's on Prime. Huh. Yeah, that was actually a pretty good movie. And there's actually, I think, um, a wrestler is in that Um. I think I he is. Was it? It's not Sting, is it? Hold on. I don't know. I know my eighties. Encounter cast. Uh, yeah, it's Sting. Oh, it is Sting. You know what? I've seen this movie over and over again, over and over, and had no idea that. Because you're him. used to seeing Sting with the makeup on. Yep. I had no idea it was him. <laughs> but I remember when he wrestled without the makeup, and that's the only reason that I knew that it was him. <laughs> oh. Well, it's a good movie. Y'all should go check it out. That's pretty cool that he was in it. Mm-hmm. He was my favorite wrestler when I was growing up. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. Mine was Hulk Hogan. Well, that Hulk was my younger Hogan. years. Yeah. Hulk Hogan was like when... Um, you do it too. What? We both Hulk. said Hulk Hogan. With an L in the Hogan. <laughs> Hogan? I didn't say Hogan, did I? I said Hogan? Well, it's one of those, like, tongue twisters. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's no like, L in his last name, but we're both I didn't. I didn't there. mean to say an L. <laughs> say what you were saying. I forgot now. I'm sorry. Look, I do that to him a lot, y'all. What did I start saying? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> Darn, we're a pair. Hey, what do you think, Grandma? Oh my goodness, we're gonna be know, sharing adventures sooner than we thought. <laughs> it's your turn to eat now, dear. <laughs> I'm having to take a cough drop. Like you, you left some food in these dentures here, Grandma. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to talk about how we met. Oh. And we're going to have a little discussion on this. So, oh, I can't wait to hear your your um, version of this. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I don't think I remember it as well as you do. But I remember... Well, I don't mean, like, <laughs> That's I remember every woman wants to hear. <laughs> well, I'm not saying like that. I just... I, I get things like kind of mixed up and stuff sometimes. I usually tell this story. That's why I'm excited to hear his version of it because... I have not heard his perspective on how we met a lot at all. I'm wondering how much of my version is going to make it out of your mouth. I don't know. <laughs> um, so we actually met online mm-hmm. in 2001, right? 
mm-hmm. at the end of 2001, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it was kind of funny because we were in uh, what what was the chat thing? Local MS- Atlanta. Yeah, but it was what was the software? MSN Messenger. I was on Web TV. Oh, I don't know what it was. I don't remember, but I used to go into these chat rooms and they would have um, software that you could get on the internet that where you could actually go in and kind of hack the thing and you could throw like, um, you could change people's screens, change their names, put animation, like little types of animations and do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, I think they were called macros. I'm not sure. Um, but I would go into these rooms and I would just bomb the crap out of these rooms and with these, with the software. And I don't remember how we started talking. Um, do you? Yeah. So one of the things that they used to do in the old chat rooms is call for everybody to tell their ASL, Mm. their age, sex, location. And I did that. Um, can't remember what it was. I was 20, I think. So I did 20F for female in Stockbridge. And almost immediately you were in my inbox. Like, what up, girl? What up, girl? <laughs> You're like... Now, this story is... This is where you really find out that destiny is a thing. Or not really destiny, but how everything is set up perfectly for opportunities to to happen um, by God. Yeah. All right? So, we started chatting online, and I guess I stopped screwing with people and <laughs> and focused all my attention on her. Mm-hmm. And we met up at a little beach house that was in the middle of the neighborhood and Tina did not have a license and yet she drove <laughs> she drove <laughs> to meet me at the little beach house that was at a lake in the middle of a neighborhood. My father was with me. Oh, was he? Yeah. He was in the passenger oh, seat. I didn't remember that. <laughs> but uh so I ended up going back to her house and we hung out and um Minus all the other stuff, we've been together ever since. Um, ever for, since that night, for twenty-one years, and four kids later, and all from meeting online. Yeah. Um. Now the funny thing is, our paths have crossed our entire lives. Mm-hmm. When we were kids, we found out that we actually went to the same church. Yep. Went on the same field trip, or did you? You did you go to the it's a field trip, or not field trip, but outing or whatever? <laughs> what do you call a church when they go on a? It's a church trip. Um, it was yeah, um, a, a youth trip. trip. Yeah. Um, you went to that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, I know the, your brother did. It was the first and only one that I ever went to. And so we went on the same trip with the church, and that was down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess the older kids got to go to Universal and but it was so long ago when we went 
it was when Universal pretty much first opened up as a theme park and they were still building stuff. So everything was kind of closed and I haven't been back yet. <laughs> um, You'll get to go. Yeah. But my question from this whole thing, it worked out really well for us. Uh, we kind of have gone through a lot of craziness between then and now. Um, I think we've, have pretty much settled and gotten older and kind of meshed. But my question is, what do you, how do you compare meeting someone online compared to today? To today? Yeah. Like, would you, would you go that same route again? If we had never met, would you trust today? Yeah. Would you trust meeting somebody up? No. Absolutely not. Why? Why are you looking to date? No, no, no. I was just. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just comparing, like, like you know, it, it, because I was a naive kid. It just happened to turn out good for me, but it could have gone the complete opposite way. Um, and now I'm I'm more alert to the things outside of these walls. You know, I'm more understanding of I guess that there's a lot of bad in the world that's what I yeah that's what I was waiting on um mine I would have to say probably not just because of the mentality of how the world is now um you get now I mean I'm sure it happened back then but you would get like a lot now you get like what what do you call it phishing scams yeah. where they're acting like somebody else and then you meet up with them and then find out that they're not that person but and then you have like I don't know a lot of people that kind of use that same scam and but it could be like somebody that's really really bad yeah acting like somebody and then they meet up with you and then things happen um yeah, I, I just, I don't think I would trust doing that now. But I, I have to say, you left out very valid points of our How We Met story. Oh, like what? Well, like the fact that I saw you before I met you. Megan was married to her first husband. Um, or maybe she, they were just dating at this time. I can't remember. No, they were married. And we would travel from <coughs> his house back to my house or from my house to his house. She Megan's pick, husband. Yes. She would pick me up and take me there and then she'd bring me home. And um, we would drive down this one street every single time. Um, usually between 12 and 3 o'clock in the morning. And... The street was completely pitch black. There are no street lamps. There's, you know, all the houses have their porch lights off. I don't know why. When I said I lived out in the country, I lived out in the country. He lived out in the middle of nothing. In the woods. It was, the, the street was dark. You could only see what your headlights lit up. If you looked to the side of either, you know, out either window, you knew there were houses there because you'd seen them during the day, but you could not find them at night. <laughs> um, 
but his bedroom light was always on when we were going back and forth. And I would see the silhouette of someone, a boy, sitting in the window from like the side of them. And it got to the point where I started like, I'm a writer. I always come up with stories. And I would make stories about the boy in the window with Megan. And we would like go back and forth talking about what his life must be like or, you know, who is he? What does he do? You know, just. Do you remember any of those stories? I don't. No. <laughs> there, I don't. There were so many things. Um, so when I met him online, um, like he said, we, we came to, he came to my neighborhood, which was Swan Lake and Stockbridge. And we met at the beach house. Um, the moment that I saw him get out of the car, we'd been talking to each other, but the moment that I saw him, I heard God tell me, this is the man that you're going to marry. You're going to have his children. I made him for you. And y'all, I'm not schizo. It's no joke. It's not like I heard him talking beside me. It was an inner understanding that immediately came over me. Um, I love those. Yes. I love those moments. (laughs) And so I was instantly at home with him because I knew I couldn't mess it up. God made him for me (laughs) and had delivered us to each other. Um, so we'd been together a week, maybe, and he wanted to introduce me to his grandparents, um, because that's who raised him. And when we pulled up in the driveway, it was the driveway of the window with the boy in the window. And Johnny was the boy in the window. What did you think when you... Did that when you pulled up into the. I, I remember. Were you like taken being, back? Or, yes. I remember uh, being shocked. I remember telling you immediately. I used to stalk you. <laughs> yeah. I remember you saying that. Um, I didn't really stalk him. We were just passing by, but it was funny. And I was, I don't know. It was just like another confirmation that we were meant for each other. And the funny thing about the whole thing is we lived pretty much right down the street from each other. Yeah. I mean, it was it's like five-minute drive. Yeah. The church that we both went to was right in the middle of our houses. Like, yep. <laughs> so there's, there's that part of the story. And then the... Um, so... He came over on, we met on January 2nd, 2002. Um, January 4th, we decided that he was going to move in. (laughs) We weren't letting each other go. And I'm sure your parents were thrilled. (laughs) They didn't mind. They loved you from the beginning. And January 6th. You asked me to be your girlfriend, which was kind of out of order, but 
And we've been together ever since. That's right. <laughs> Here we are, four children later. Yes. Oh, I just kicked my camera. Oh. So sorry. Um. And we were married ten months later. Yep. <laughs> so that moves into moving into relationships too quickly. Now. We, I feel like he's like leading up to no, no, no. a divorce. No, no, no. <laughs> but we have had, we've gone through like some major fights and a lot of craziness. Because we really grew up together. Right. And, and a lot of craziness and stuff like that. Do you think that had we not jumped in so fast, if it would have been, if we could have, you know, if it would have been any different and we would have bypassed all that because we had maybe built a foundation i don't know because i don't know that either of us would have taken the time to build that foundation without the other one motivating us to do it what do you mean um a lot of the growth that you and i have gone through is because the other one was motivating us to do it yeah that's true so i'm not sure i i cannot even venture to make a guess what I would be like today if I hadn't met you or what we would have been like if we'd have come together four years later or six years later, you know, would we have been with somebody else? Well, I don't mean come together. I meant like, had we dated longer? Dated you know longer? I mean? Yeah. You know, still together, but like not moved in together so quickly and got married. I'm not so sure quickly. we would have survived it. Really? Yeah. I think God knew what he was doing. When he brought us together and he made it so that we had such a strong connection in the beginning, everything was so good that you wanted to move in, I wanted you to move in, and it was immediate. I think that that happened for a reason because the stuff that we went through because we were both so immature and inexperienced, really inexperienced in real relationships. Mm -hmm. um, we were the first, you know, I had lived with someone before, but it was off and on. He would come and go as he wanted. I was young. It wasn't the same. And I had previously been in a five-year relationship. But it wasn't as, mine were not as involved. So I didn't really grow from those relationships. But with you, I was forced to grow because we got married so quickly. It wasn't like, hey, we're tired of each other. We're going to break up now. We were married. We were committed we weren't going to do that. So, you know, we would have our fights. We'd have our weekend split ups, but then we always came back together. Right. See, I ask because of the insanely high divorce rate that we have now. But I think that that's because people don't stick it out. That's, yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah. I think our biggest thing was that we cared enough about each other that we actually forgave each other for, you know, for doing right. whatever, you know, pissing the other person off and 
and our flaws, you know. And then as you get older, you begin to just accept the other person's flaws, you know, for what they are. And you, a lot of the time, as you get older, those flaws just kind of go away anyway. But I, the re, I was watching a video the other day, and this guy was talking about how his wife hates the way he chews, hates the way he breathes out of his nose, um, hates, like, the food that he eats, like, they they have nothing in common as far as food goes and all this stuff. And he was like, she hates everything that's keeping me alive. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like. That poor man. <laughs> that's insane. Like, really, that that's really, really sad. Like, I don't know. That, it kind of threw me for a loop and it made me think, you know, about the divorce rate and how people just kind of jump into things and but nowadays it's kind of like when they do that it's like they don't have the forgiveness in their heart or people are so like kind of selfish i guess that you know if it's not benefiting them alone then they just kind of skip to the next thing and but i think that and this is probably a very unpopular opinion. I think that that is because it's not being taught in as many households now that marriage is forever because when God brings two people together, nothing brings them apart. Right. Um, it's not being taught in every household to work through your problems. Um, in, in my personal opinion people are going to tear me alive for this um if there's not cheating if there's not abuse i should say there's not cheating that can't be worked through (laughs) not abuse um not severe neglect to the point that like your family can't survive because he's out blowing your money on drugs or alcohol or gambling or women. If the problems are things that you can work through, <clears throat> then I think that you should work through them or you should at least try. Now, like I said, if, if there is physical abuse, if there is, you know, severe mental, emotional, verbal abuse, if you can't sustain life because they're not showing up for you if they're hurting your kids you know if they're bringing down the family unit and it cannot be corrected or worked through i'm not saying don't get divorced but i think that people get divorced on a whim now yeah if you know like you said he's he's chewing too loud (laughs) he won't stop he's throwing his socks on the floor, he won't pick them up. He won't put the toilet seat down. Blah, 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 blah. If those kind of things yeah. are making you get divorced, I kind of have to question where your heart was in the first place. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It, that's, it, it just seems um, people get it, – it's almost like people get married because everybody else is or they're doing it because it's it sounds expected. fun. 
What? It's expected. Yeah, it, or it's expected, and then it doesn't work out. And uh, I don't know. So, considering everything that we've already covered, what do you think a good time frame for people to actually move in together would be? I think it depends on the people. Because like I said, I don't think I don't think that you and I I don't know that we would have stuck it out if we had not moved in together and we had not developed that bond that early on. Right. Um because we were very selfish and yeah. very young. And I don't know. So I mean, I would hope because I don't ever want in any you, any alternate universe or anything to not be with you. But I, I think it just depends on the people. Um, I know couples that are like us, that they met, they started right away hardcore into it, and they're still together. Right. Um, my parents, my parents were 12 and 15 when they first met. Mm-hmm. And they've been together through every up and down that you can possibly think of. And they're going on 46 years. Yep. So, I mean, it just depends on the person. It depends on the, the mentality of the two people involved and how real the love is. I agree. But I believe in love at first sight because I experienced it. Uh, so going into that selfishness thing, I want to talk about escapism. So I was diagnosed with ADD, actually as an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, in 2010, my brain, my mind keep, it goes in every single direction that you can think of. If I am just sitting there. It, it's really, you'll end up hearing me like during the podcast or whatever, I'll start talking about one thing and then it'll end up going to a whole different thing because I got a million things going in, in through my head right now. And, or at the time. He needs a whiteboard. I do. Really bad. We got, <laughs> we got them all over the house and everybody's just using them. Um, but one of the big things during our um, rocky part of our marriage was my escapism into video games. And, uh, it, I got really, really bad. I was actually working 12 hour shifts, seven days a week at, uh, one point. And anytime that I would get a day off, I would end up turning toward to the video game instead of, like paying attention to my family and stuff. And, uh, y- you know, first time I've heard him admit that. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I knew that it, I, I mean, I still do it. I find projects all the time. And I, I, cause, because I have to keep my mind occupied or it is just, it'll be all over the place. And this is one of those things that you can either see it as a flaw and be upset about it, or you can just accept that it's part of who your partner is and accept it. Oh, I think I've gotten better about it over the years. 
You have. But it's still a big major part of who you are. Right. Um but I used to struggle with it really badly and I felt like it was something against me and how he felt about me and I took it to an extreme and my fight or flight kicked in and I flew um, because I was worried that it meant he was not as into me. Um, and so I didn't want to wake up 20 years from then and find myself in a loveless marriage with somebody who had ignored me the whole time. And I was old and stuck, which thank God I do not feel is the case now because we did work through it. And I did learn to accept that it's part of him. And he also learned to compromise his time. Um, with the ADD, I just, I never wanted to get on medicine or anything like that. I don't like pharmaceutical companies. I don't like medicine. I don't like, um, prescription drugs. I don't even like really taking over the counter stuff. And the only time you ever see me take anything is if I absolutely have to. Yeah, me too. Um, and the escapism for me, it was because my mind is going all the time and then I was working all the time. He also has undealt with trauma from his childhood. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Which also makes you go into other things. Right. And, uh, so, you know, it, it was just, I don't know. It, it was how it was the way to get my, my mind to focus on something besides something like a million different things at one time. Cause if I sit down and I focus on one thing, I can do that and I can multitask, but it just, it, you know, it, it throws it off. If I just sit and my mind is just going all over the place. Um, but one of the biggest things was the thing that I was like really addicted to was like world of Warcraft and we both played, but I took it to the extreme where I was playing like nonstop, like all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about from any time that I had a day off, it was from the time I opened my eyes to the time I went to sleep. And there was no time in between that I was putting in for the family. And, uh, so what I wanted to talk about was, was that escapism turning into an addiction. And I think that it, that it did for me. I think it became like a really bad addiction as, as far as like video games and World of Warcraft. And, but, uh, and that's actually pretty mild compared to what other people do. Um, and you know, a lot of people end up turning into drugs, alcohol. And I did that in my younger years. We had our time with And that. we had our little spurt of it, you know, so. Um, definitely, I think that uh, if you're not able to control yourself, then it can not only become an addiction, but it can also kill any relationship that you have with your wife, your children. Yeah. This is mine. Yours can kill you physically. This is mine. 
I'll see her driving and be like, looking down, seeing who's texting her. But she has got anymore. Not with the Kia. <laughs> now she the Kia does. Tells yeah. Me. <laughs> now, now she uh, does. What is it? Speech to text. Yes. Yeah. But I've had my own experience with escapism with my phone because. While he was into that, I learned how to entertain myself with social media, with the phone, and with games. And it just, it's become a really bad habit. Yeah. And, it, it, and my it, kids it, tell me it's an addiction. It, it, it does become an addiction. <laughs> um, now, when I do social media and stuff, I've gotten to the point where I just... I'll kind of like scroll through my notifications just to see what's going on and see if anybody's like mentioning me in a comment or doing whatever. Yeah. That's where I'm at now with social media, except for I get lost in TikTok, y'all. You know, what's weird. I, I kind of get lost in Instagram more than I do. TikTok. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'll, I'll like read the posts that are going up and then you scroll over to the right and there's a video. I'm like, yay, it's a surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that's why another reason I wanted to do the podcast also was because I do always have to have something going on. I have to. It, it's just, it. I, I don't know. There's something wrong with me. I mean, it, it, it's probably way more than ADD. I don't know. It's okay. We're starting therapy. Right. As individuals and as a family. So right. we'll find out what's wrong with um, you. <laughs> but I thought this would be a great way to build for us to spend time together. Yes, I agree. I like this. And we get to talk. And yes. One of my biggest complaints is that Johnny is not a talker. And I'm not a talker outside of my family. Um, like, I, I don't talk to people just to talk to people. Um, but I want to talk to Johnny. And we don't, we or we didn't talk a lot. We didn't have a lot of conversation, which is, actually a common complaint that I hear from couples that have been together for as long as we have. Mm. You just kind of run out of things to talk about. That's not work, the house, the bills, the kids, you know, you, you really do because everyday life just kind of takes over. And by the end of the night, you're so exhausted mentally and physically that you just fall out. But I want conversations with my husband. I enjoy talking to him. Um, and so I love the podcast because we actually get to speak to each other and talk about different topics other than the kids and other than responsibilities. And we get kind of kooky in the car when we're yeah. going to the, uh, state parks and stuff. And then when we're hiking, we talk a bunch well, of smack. I think and... hiking saved our marriage. Really? I do. Um, so if you've, if you know anything about us, you know that I was on a TV show. <laughs> um, and keyword one... was. Huh? That's a keyword was. Yes. And, <clears throat> excuse me, at one point, um, we were really struggling and yeah. we were talking divorce yep. and we were yelling divorce and we were arguing and we were fighting and, um, it just came to the point where I had to ask myself, do you really want to live without him? And I, I don't want to live without him. You know, there's things that 
I will always fantasize about that are better. What? Um, cooking for me, bringing me breakfast oh. in bed, running my bubble bath. <laughs> you know, things like that. But men, a lot of men don't think about stuff like that. That's a, a romanticized thing that us women develop in our minds from movies and and stuff. If I ask him to do those things, he will do those things for me. But, you know, we are like, we want you to read our minds and think to do those things. And I can spiral with that. Um, and so I had to ask myself, are those problems really big enough and really worth throwing away the love of my life? And it was no. So we sat down and we talked. And I don't know if you remember this. But we talked one night for a very long time about, you know, what are things that we want to do that we're not getting to do right now that we feel like would make our lives better, more enjoyable, that we could do together. And the one thing that both of us said in a different way, I said exercise, you said hiking. Mm -hmm. It was a common ground. It was like in the midst of all this fighting and arguing that we'd been doing, we found a common ground and we started doing it. And we started going out hiking and we were having fun. We were laughing together again. We weren't fighting. We weren't arguing. All the problems that had seemed so big weren't there. We were just enjoying our time together again. And I really think that saved our marriage. Well, that is something that I used to do when I was a kid because I lived out in the woods and that was... It's probably some of my favorite memories as a child mm -hmm. is going out into the woods and just exploring, getting not really lost because I knew the woods like <laughs> back in my hand, but like, you know, going out into the forest and just exploring everything. And, and even if you're not exploring, there were so many areas to just chill out and, you it's know, peaceful. Yes. And take in the beauty and the peace and the creeks, you know, you would hear, hear the water just running and just, yep. Man, I miss I miss having land like that to do that with. Maybe and even even with the hiking, you know, a lot of the places that we go, they either have paved trails or whatever, and you don't really get. I do. I'll I'll just veer off the trail, but he, he will. I'll look up, and he's ahead of me, and whoop, there he goes. But you don't. A <laughs> he's lot off of the, in the woods. A lot of the state parks, they don't want you doing that. Yeah, and like. You know, if you get caught doing that, I'm sure they're going to either kick you out or say something. Or, but we do you know. know one area but I don't that care we could go back and you could do it. Where? where? I don't remember the name of the park. The Dinosaur Park. The one that we went to with Clara and Catherine. Where you kept finding the trails that led off into the oh, woods. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, I like stuff like that where I can just go wherever I want. I don't yeah. like being stuck in a... And like a tunnel, you know what I mean? I like the path. The path is safe. Oh, yeah. But but I'll stand in the path and, and wait for him to come back. And if he doesn't call back, I'll call the ranger to come get him. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I mean, we used to go out and there, we used to have giant cliffs that we would climb up, climb down, go all over the place. I don't know. I, I just miss that, you know? like We're not kids anymore, Johnny. Yes, I know. But I used I, to do that too when I was a kid, but now I would be scared. 
scared. Yeah, I'm two hundred and some odd pounds. Oh, I'm no, old. I don't. I don't mean just. No, I, I don't get, mean climbing. I could get lost and not be able to climb my way out. Well, I don't mean climbing, but I mean getting off the trail and being able to make your own trail. You know, we used to take machetes out in the woods and make her like just cut down crap and just walk through it. Like, you know. I used to walk five miles like it was nothing. Oh yeah. We used to walk from uh, my neighbor's woods all the way to Panola uh, Mountain. Oh wow! Oh. For those who don't know, that's quite a distance. That's probably about four or five miles. Uh, For, you don't you think it's straight, longer? Yeah, if you're going the way the crow flies, it's going to be like that. You're you're talking about having to go like roads and stuff, and then get over there but it's different if you're just going straight through ah okay um but yeah I'm, i mean i miss those days but oh if we could just go back knowing what we know now <laughs> right enjoy those days yeah soak every single one up because they're going to be gone so fast oh yeah <laughs> um so that's all i got for tonight i just Thought that would be something interesting to talk about, and we are, like Tina said, we're we're about to uh, start therapy individually and for family, mm-hmm. and uh, I get to see how crazy I am. I guess <laughs> you're not crazy. None of us are crazy. We've just dealt with a lot in life, and we weren't given the tools at the right age. To be able to learn how to navigate it properly. That's right. And so now we're going to, for the well-being of our children, so that they can develop those tools and we can develop those tools now. And and, and we can share our journey right here on the podcast. Along with many other journeys. Interesting. With many, many, many other journeys. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what we come up with next week. (laughs) Yes. So if y'all enjoy listening to our ramblings and our stories and our journeys, please, please, please find it in your hearts to like, subscribe, share, encourage people to come and check us out. We want this channel to grow. Oh, yeah. And grow and grow and grow. Like I said, I I have a really good feeling about this podcast. Um. It's not like any other podcast that we've done before. Um, and I've done quite a few. Because <laughs> we've been trying for a long time to like to just find that place just for us. Trying to figure it out. You know? And I think this is going to be the, uh, this is the one. This is going to be, because I, I have not. Like I, I said, I've, I haven't had this feeling about a podcast before. Um, what were you saying? I love your faith in this project. I do. Well, good. I like your um, optimism. I hope you have the same faith I do. I do. It? I I do because you do. I mean, the goal is to eventually do it full time, and yes. you know, do what we can full time, and um, that is the ultimate goal. Absolutely, one hundred percent. 
I couldn't even imagine what how nice it would be to be able to do this full time and get away from slaving for somebody else and just being able to pump out good information and motivation and inspiration to people. And I am still on my weight loss journey, y'all. So if you know me from my weight loss journey, you will be able to watch me slim down on this show and hear the things that I am doing and what I'm going through in that process because I am determined. I'm determined to do this. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say that everything's going to be positive on here because we are talking about our journeys. And so there's going to be some negative stuff, but you know, we, I want to take even the negative stuff and turn it into a positive because the negative stuff that happens in your life, it, it's a learning experience. It's yes. so that you learn and you grow and you move on and you try your hardest not to make those same mistakes. It doesn't work out all the time, but, it, you know, but at least you're trying and then eventually maybe those mistakes won't happen again. But we are flawed. We are human. And there are times where we're not going to realize that we are going off the rails into a negative mindset. And you're going to hear us snap each other back. Because I know I'm going to be snapping him back. I did it earlier and he said he's going to cut it out. (laughs) But y'all need to see that we are doing that and we're holding each other accountable and trying to change that mindset. Yeah. Because we are part of this world. It's an unfortunate thing that, you know, it does seep in. It seeps into your your train of thought, the way that you think, the way that you process things. And you will be going off the rails down this trail into negativity without even realizing realizing that you're doing it. What I would like to see happen um, is for people to start feeding off of positivity instead of negative all the time well yeah that's what i was about to say um definitely including us and like it can be small start with small stuff and like for let's say uh tiktok or whatever social media videos that you watch try to find more and more like positive things to watch instead of like watching I don't know, like somebody getting beat down or whatever, or or cities burning down or whatever. I started watching Family Ties again. You started watching Family Ties again? <laughs> Tubi? I think so, yeah. And uh, I know Pure Flix has a lot of good movies. I mean, like, we used to watch those all the time. Yeah. What, what was the um one about the firefighters and... You know what I'm talking about? It's not the firefighters, is it? They're the police. It's the one with the daughter. Yeah, I thought they were firefighters. They're police. Oh, goodness. But there's also, believe it or not, if you're into horror movies, they got Christian horror movies too. If you're Christian. I'm going to find that for you because... Faith-based That movie was a game changer for Johnny at one point. The movie that you're thinking of. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Um, the but they people did, that made it are based out of Georgia. And those same people have a lot of movies. Yes. 
I just can't remember who it is. I'm I'm looking. Their church is in Georgia. Courageous. Courageous. That's it. Yep. Um, that movie. They is... also did the firefighter movie that you're thinking of and getting it mixed up with Fireproof. Fireproof. Yep. 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 Those are good movies. Yes. Uh, yeah. The Courageous movie was a game changer for Johnny. Um, at the point when that movie came out and he watched it, um, he was smack in the middle of questioning his beliefs and his faith. And he watched that movie and I watched my husband completely just overnight change because it really hit home. All right. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. I hope y'all have enjoyed the show. I hope you have a good night and I hope that you will be with us again next week. Yes. Thank you for joining and please don't forget share and like subscribe, comment, Give us five-star ratings on whatever platform that you're listening to us on uh, so we can get the show out there. And share your positive stories with us. Yes, We'd absolutely. We'd love to hear from y'all. Um, I'm going to hopefully uh, we'll end up getting a domain for this and maybe setting up a website and definitely an email. And then you guys can just shoot us a message and definitely we'll be reading those. Um, and if you have questions, comments, concerns, you just have to see the HR manager. I'll let you know as soon as they hire, as soon as we hire one. All right. Y'all have a good night. All right. Peace.